Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. Episode 135, live from the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Please welcome back to the show, making his uh, fourth appearance. Fourth appearance on the Bobcast, Mr. Kevin Quinn. How are you? hey Um So the world's gone to shit in the last two weeks. Um, <laughs> uh, that's not a laughing matter, but... Not really, but I mean, like, it, it is the truth. I mean, like, the other night, uh, I, I see the news of the Ariana Grande concert in the United Kingdom at Manchester... And I'm just like, damn it, dude. Like, why is this happening again? You know, like, you can't even go see a live show no more without being, you know, being scared for your loved ones. If you've got a young uh, son or daughter going to the show, you have to worry about this. And, like, I don't know. It just sucks because we both love live music so much. I was wondering, like, what were you what were you thinking when you heard the news? Yeah, it's it's exactly what you said. Like, it, it, it seems like no place is safe anymore. And it's kind of disheartening to think that... Uh, you know, like it reminds me of, um, you know, even a few years ago when, um, you know, The Dark Knight Rises came out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I forget the guy's name, Josh, um, uh, whatever his name was, uh, shot up the movie theater. It's like, yeah. it seems like no place. Josh, that, or I forget now, that's from Queens of Stone Age. Yeah, Josh Holm. I, I, his name yeah. came to my mind too, but, but my point is just, it seems like, you know, you're just going out and enjoying yourself at, at you know, different events. It, it's almost makes people think like it, you're safer in your home and not go out and, and not be go social out. with yeah. people you know it's and it's it's kind of the culture that we're creating too like you know look at how many people you go out and interact with them but instead of interacting with them you're just hanging out in this, it, it, taking up the same space but you're both inside your phone you know connecting with like hey if it didn't happen on Facebook then it didn't happen it's like yeah. it's a, such a that's you know, scary to think right right um if it didn't happen on Facebook, it didn't happen at all. We just coined that here, ladies and gentlemen. But I mean, like, it just sucks. Like terrorism in general. Like it's it's. It, I don't understand. Like you know, like the kid's what twenty two years old. The suicide bomber or something like that. He was radicalized. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was on a list or whatever. They couldn't get to the guy in time. Stuff like that. But like, it's just so tired of seeing these things in the news and it's just like mm-hmm. will there ever be an end to it now and like at least like you know like it, it's scary for like Tyler because it's like when he grows up this will be all he knows yeah. like when we were teenagers growing up terrorism the only time I ever heard about terrorism was when uh, the first time the World Trade Center was um, bombed I think it was 91 yeah like that was the yeah. first time I yeah, ever thought like oh shit yeah. like what is terrorism, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, why why do people want to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, it was also kind of weird when you were a kid when you realized that people don't like America. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you, you know, you don't really understand the politics of, you know, how we're just <laughs> kind of like petulant children in a sense, you know? Uh, as far as the rest of the world is concerned, mm-hmm. like how America is viewed, you know? And then... Uh, you know, look at who we chose as a leader at this point, too. But, anyway. Yeah, and you know what? We're going to comment on that, too. I mean, like, the fact that he, the, what he said, um, I don't know I don't know the exact quote, but I do know that he called them losers. Like, come mm-hmm. on, man. You know? Like, yeah, they are losers, but that's something that, like, you know, somebody in seventh grade says to somebody else on the right. playground. You know right. what I mean? Like, you're the president of the United States. You're somebody who is, like, in the leader of the free world. Like... Don't say that. You know what I mean? Like, no wonder Melania is throwing your hand away and doesn't want to hold your hand because you are a loser. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Like, Jesus. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of strange that he's over there right now, too, like, meeting world leaders and, like, talking to world leaders. It just, it, it blows my mind, really. Like, 
you would have told me 10 years ago Donald Trump was the president of the United States of America, I would have said, get the hell out of my house, dude. Right. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. He's the apprentice. Or, you know, the, yeah, like, he's that's the, it. Yeah, he's, the, he's, the, he's on the TV. He's got all the casinos. What do you mean, president of the United States? What he's Biff Tannen. You know, yeah, like, he's Biff Tannen. You're exactly right. I would have voted for Biff <laughs> over Donald, though. Yeah. I like Biff. <laughs> I like when, they, uh, when the kids... It, it, they lose their kickball and he grabs it and he throws it on the roof. He's like, "Ha ha ha! Go and get it!" Yeah. <laughs> he's like the best. Dude. Yeah, such a bully. You Why know? don't you make like a tree and get out of here? <laughs> so many great lines. I mean, I think it was last weekend the the marathon was on and I was watching uh, part two. <laughs> yeah, and um, just so many nuances in that movie. Like when he he gets knocked down for the first time and then he gets up and his leather jacket makes this like robotic noise mm-hmm. like almost as if he's coming yeah getting taller from the jacket like right. i remember as a kid then he has the the sick ass coca-cola bat you know what i mean like uh. well we're what a, a year now past uh back yeah. to the future day last year was back to the future day 2016 i remember specifically during that time period too people were like today's the day today's the day uh-huh. and like Nobody really knew what day it really yeah. was because people kept changing the clock. You know, right. like right. But uh, I must have been invited to like three different uh, separate. Um, what do you call it? Like you know, back to the back future, to future day, viewing, like, like, dude, parties. Go watch yeah. the movie, okay? Yeah. Just screenshot the movie. But right. uh, yeah, I guess the only thing that really came true from it. Um, well, the news media, like you know, USA Today, they capture uh, Marty, you know, or the aftermath of the clock tower thing, like immediately. News mm-hmm. is very, you know. Yeah. In the moment, let's do it. Yeah. Um, what else? I mean, power laces are a thing, but not you know as prominent as we thought they'd be. You got. I wish fa- they had face that time. Face time. time. I mean, so uh, McFly. Yeah. Sorry. McFly. <laughs> <laughs> and read my facts. Like, yeah. Bring, um, no, the chance. The chance will never find out. I was. Uh, I took a. Uh, I had my phone out. And I, I brought up a picture of Flea today. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at Flea today versus Flea in that scene. And yeah. they, they're, very, they're very similar. Yeah. You know, he looks older with the plastic and sure. stuff like that. But I mean, like, um, yeah, I was like, man, they really got that right. But I, I, don't, I don't know what else, you know. We didn't, there was no dehydrating or rehydrating food. God, I wanted that. Yeah. I wanted the, the you know, the plastic or, mm-hmm. you know, the garden to come through the ceiling, yep. you know. Yep. Um, I don't know if we talked about this before on the, on the podcast, but one of the things is really cool that if you look it up, uh, Crispin Glover, who played George McFly in Back to the Future 1, isn't in Back to the Future 2. Right, it's somebody else. It's somebody else. Yeah. And that case went to court, and the Screen Actors Guild of America, SAG, it's like a court ruling now where like somebody can't have their likeliness appear in another film mm-hmm. without them getting due credit you know, for you know what they originally portrayed. Yeah. But... Um, I'll tell Tyler all about this, like, you know, <laughs> 10 years from now. He'll be like, who cares, Bob? He calls me Bob, too, by the way. He's not calling me Dad. He was calling me Dad Dad for a while, but just recently today, this morning, uh, around 7.30, he looks at me and he goes, Bob. <laughs> so, you know. So the other thing, the pressing thing, um, I was think it was last Thursday morning. I woke up at 6.30, a text from my friend. Uh, it says Chris Cornell um, is, is found dead, and I was in complete shock. Um, I'm still dealing with the just the, the grief and the overall feeling of um, just what this means like to like our generation. I mean, we lost Kurt in '94, and now 2017, at the age of 52, Chris took his own life. And it's just it's it, you know I, I was a fan of Soundgarden's music. I, I mean, truth be told, I, I don't have all their CDs. You know, I loved 
all of uh, the singles that came out. I remember seeing them on Saturday Night Live and um, really loving Burden in My Hand, especially that guitar riff. It's, it's great. I was a big fan of Audio Slave, actually, when they came out. Um, I wrote something on Facebook. The first time I was ever a professional substitute, I was listening to Audio Slave in my CD Walkman. And I don't know if I like made myself clear or not, but like, when have you ever seen a substitute teacher walk into a building with a Walkman? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? like, right. Like, even thinking back to it, I was just like, wow, that was, you know, <laughs> kind of out of character for a school teacher. But, you know, it did make sense to me at that time. And, that, like, even before Chris, Chris is passing, like, I have these, like, things in my mind sometimes that pop up, like, memories and, like, you know, like, why did you do that, Bob? Why, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. that was one of them. Like, why yeah. am I walking into the school? Walk me, you know? Yeah. Why? Where were you when you heard the news? Uh, same thing. I was getting up and I was my phone was blowing up with text messages from people. You know, like uh, can't believe it, shaking my head. You know, Chris Cornell, like what the hell's going on? Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh boy, something happened. So I <clears throat> got up and you know just got on my phone and started looking up information yeah. and saw that you know uh, speculation that it was an it was apparent suicide wasn't mm-hmm. confirmed. I wasn't thinking until later in the afternoon that it was really confirmed. One website, TMC, was the only one that yeah. I that morning that had said suicide, but yeah. later it was confirmed. Yeah, yeah. and the same kind of thing. Same, you know, same same sentiment as you. Uh, you know, Soundgarden was one of those bands for me that uh, was in the beginning of uh, you know that uh, like Seattle type movement. Uh, I hate to use the word grunge, but. It's what they were so called. many people were, you know, classified as that. I, I think more if you like really listen to Soundgarden, they were like, um, you know, so you have bands like you know Nirvana, Pearl Jam, where they kind of uh, kicked in the door, like this is what grunge is. But I think Soundgarden really kind of transcended that definition. They were co- they were kind of like a metal band in they a were sense. Like Led you know what I mean? Son or daughter, right? Yeah, they definitely had like a, mm-hmm. a metal feel, but also like a different take on it. it was like metal blues morphed together and we're gonna just call it grunge because they came from seattle so yeah we're gonna lump them in with these but they were around bands. before like even the no people. i know totally yeah, that's what i mean like bone. i wonder if my, if his chris grinnell's roommate was uh andrew wood from yeah, uh, my love mother love bone uh-huh. and i wonder if he never passed away like if that if grunge would have ever become became a thing because they are just not like Mother right. Lovebone was just not that. No, know? Mother Lovebone, you know, uh, really, I think, still fell in the almost like in the hair metal category. If you know uh, that, you know, Andrew Wood had that feel like he's gonna play like a rock star no matter what. But his style, I feel, was was almost on, uh, you know, on now looking back, you know, hindsight, but uh, was on the heels of. You know the hard rock um, '80s, like Faster Pussycat, yeah. Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. Skid Row, like those types of bands. Bad Motor Fingers definitely in that genre, without a doubt. And I'm, I imagine they just, you know, I mean, like the film singles is just mm-hmm. actually uh, celebrating yeah. their 25th anniversary. I think it was like yeah. they re- reissued the LP like Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend, uh, my other friend Kevin, he had received um, the LP in the mail. And like you know, it was just like a bittersweet thing, you know, hearing Chris Cornell do seasons, seasons on there, and amazing, uh, he's yeah. such a great song. Yeah, you know? I just listened to it the other day. I was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like he was young when he wrote that, but like mm-hmm. God, that's like so. Like the lyrics are just like they're magnificent. He was magnificent, and you know, lots of speculation online as to like why he did it, and like the thing is, is like you know, people can write a bunch of different articles about it, and they can 
you know, try to, like, figure out the timeline of events or what he took or what this or whatever. But, like, the thing that nobody ever knows is what's going on in somebody's mind. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You have no understanding of, like, right. what, you know, like, depression and, like, what that can do to somebody. And, like, it's just, it's it's strange that, like, w- like our generation growing up, like, in the 90s, like, we were the first generation, I think, to actually, like, really address depression in general you know what i mean like we we were the first ones to be like questioning like you know uh questioning our world questioning things and like you know things not being as you know great as it, as they seem and when kurt committed suicide in 94 like everything came into a head and it was like well, where do we go from mm-hmm. from here like you know yeah. what, what point of the gorge do we jump off now like you know and it's just it, that's just the one thing that just sucks. It's just like, man, he could have, you know what I mean? Like he could have just, call, you know, stayed on the phone with his wife a little longer. His bodyguard could have like hung out with them, you know. And yeah. like, it's just tough, you know. And it's it's tough for people to understand. And especially, I mean, we're talking about Facebook and stuff like that. And like, if it didn't happen, like I so, I, I unfriended uh, a few people that morning. Like I, you know, and I don't really unfriend people. Like I'll unfollow them. To be mm. honest with you, but yeah. you know such insensitive pricks on the internet you know what i mean especially when it comes like just because like you didn't know somebody personally but their music or their acting or their you know the sound of their voice affected you doesn't mm-hmm. mean you can't mourn and i right. think that you know some people need to like grow up when it comes to that and like i saw a quote like oh thank god chris cornell's dead um now i'm probably gonna have to hear his shit all day long like i did michael jackson like really wow. like are you kidding me you know i was i was furious it was yeah. like eight o'clock in the morning <clears throat> i was you yeah. know like ready to just like and that's why i think that facebook you know it's just it's it's a great thing it's also a bad thing too like you put out your thoughts and then you know i don't i just i'm still reeling from it you know yeah yeah i mean it's you know we have um everybody else that's left is now trying to find a way to kind of cope and make sense of you know the actions that he took and you know we're we're in and that's you know and that's what what suicide does it's just it's one of those things that um it's 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 a really selfish thing to do um because but in that moment you don't think about you know the consequences of this one action you know it, it's it's there's an old adage about it it's uh, you know it's a it's a permanent solution for a temporary problem mm-hmm. you know um you know and and i i personally have had you know been affected by you know people that i care about committing suicide you know um and it's just one of those things that it just you don't realize how much that ripple how long that ripple effect is and how how deep that affects everybody else that's around you because you know you know, as people, we have you know emotions, and we try to analyze things and try to figure out what what breaks down, what's going to make this thing work, and for us to try to explain, well, what what could have gotten that person to that degree that they decided that this was the only way out, mm-hmm. and this was the best solution mm-hmm. to their problem, because then you start thinking, well, is there something else that I could have done to prevent them yeah. from doing that? And the reality is, no. Like, and that's and that's the guilt, the survivor's guilt that we carry is that. Was there something that we could have done mm-hmm. to help this person, you know, see their way out of this darkness? And the reality is, like, you have to ask for help. <clears throat> and, yeah. you know, it's available. You know, there's tons of people that will help you Suicide if you need help. Stuff, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure that, uh, you know, if ever there was someone that felt that way, they reached out and, you know, there's somebody there that actually does care. But in that moment, you just feel like no one really cares and this is the mm-hmm. easiest thing and it. 
and it's sad and I feel really bad for his for his kid he's got kids and he's got three kids you know yeah. and and his wife and uh, now they have to just you know carry on somehow survivor's guilt sucks mm-hmm. I have some too you know like uh, yeah. friends that have passed away way too early and it, it's that whole aspect of like when you just beat yourself up like mm-hmm. um I remember sitting like right over there on the couch. I was like, uh, I think it was three years ago in the summertime, and uh, a friend had died from a drug overdose. And I just, I couldn't get, I, I kept thinking, like, I should have done something, I should have called, I should have been there, you know, and like I went into a real dark place from it because mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't believe that he was gone, you know what I mean? And it was just, it didn't make sense, it still doesn't make sense. But it's kind of it's it's weird that like you know like when you have something like that happen it's like it never gets better but you just learn to deal with the the, the grief you yeah. know like and it's a tough thing I know I'm sorry you yeah miss you, him too. you never get over it you never fully um, at least for me I don't think you ever really fully get over a death of somebody or a loss of a relationship because even 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 if someone doesn't die but they're just not in your life anymore it's still yeah. a grieving process to have that person gone from your life. I just feel like you you kind of make room for it somehow. You know? Yeah, you, just, you, you gotta just make, make space for it. Um, yeah, it's just a tragic thing. Now online, people are, you know, they're watching videos of his last performance. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I mean, it is crazy that he put on that show, like you know, and literally an hour later, took his life. You know, like. Yeah, you look at all the foreshadowing, like, yeah, is this something that had been planned, you know, uh, well in advance, just given the nature of the, the song that lasted, it was a Zeppelin cover that he played, right, at the end of the show, mm-hmm. um, and just some of the lyrics in that song. and Even his lyrics in general in lots of his songs talk about the day I tried to live. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, well, like, I, I never thought of it that way either, until, and then you listen to it. Mm-hmm. And it's scary, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, he he, he publicly, you know, well, not 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 maybe not by choice, but because he's a celebrity, it's it's going to be in the public. But I, you know, had struggled with a with a disease of addiction, so I know that he had, uh, you know, at periods of time been yeah. clean and everything like that. And I believe that he was clean uh, mm-hmm. when he when he died, you know. Um, so obviously, coupled with with that is, um, you know. Uh, you know, depression, and uh, you definitely hear it within his lyrics. Yeah, his you know, lyrics. Um, and the same comparisons were made. You know, when Cobain died too. Like you listen to, you know, it's again in in hindsight you think back to like, oh, what does this song mean? What did this lyric mean? And you know, um, it could have just been his subconscious too. Right. Also, just you know, like bringing these lyrics because when you write melodies, like sometimes you have no idea where that you know it's coming from. It's all right. inspiration in the moment. Right. I mean, yeah, people oh, they'll, they'll continue to dissect. You know his um, his songs and his discography for uh, forever now, and it's just it's a shame because it, I don't want it to send like the wrong message. Like uh, one of the things that I've noticed, like okay, so I'm a huge Nirvana fan. Everybody knows that. So on Instagram, like on you can you know easily find people who like the same thing that you like by hitting search. And there's lots of websites devoted towards it, and I've noticed now that some of the people who are making these fan websites are young teenagers. Mm-hmm. Like they're. 13, 14 years old, and they're, like, hitting me up, the old guy, like, hey, what was it like to listen to Nirvana, like, when he was alive, and, like, you know, I'm like, it was fucking awesome, you know, yeah. like, you know, it was the best. Yeah, it was magical. But, I, like, when stuff like this happens, I just, I, you know, I don't want it to send the wrong message to kids that suicide is is the way to go, and, like, you know what I mean, like, yeah. I, I, I feel as if the media doesn't do 
uh, some some parts of the media do, but as a whole, I think the media should, you know, instead of focusing on the news story and worrying worrying about like you know what carabiner it was and that or whatever, like focus on you know the message of being like, look, there's places that can help you with this mm-hmm. if you're feeling this way or if you're listening to this music. Yeah. And you know the sensationalism of the media, like you know, I I seen something the other night that um, after the, the, the it was breaking news that the, the the concert had that terrorism thing, and MSNBC broke away from that footage to focus on Trump. Like really, like you know, is this not sad enough? Like, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think at this point too, um, it's a lot of just remembering. Um, you know, the things that he did creatively that there's mm-hmm. so much out there. You know, one of the downfalls of, you know, when Kurt passed away was that we had a limited amount of material to kind of reflect on yeah. for his work, for his artwork. But now, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, not that we're lucky, right, but that we have a larger um, pool yeah. to, to choose from for, for remembering Chris because he did so many great things like you yeah. know solo stuff he did Audio Slave Soundgarden like mm-hmm. I was so I was so uh, I was so I was so pissed I wasn't able to see Temple of the Dog last year when they came and it was an expensive ticket well as soon as the tickets went on sale it was sold out, sold out within a second yeah. you know um, I really wanted to go uh, to the opening show um, it was right here in, uh, in Gladstone Darby, right yeah. Um, was it Upper Keswick or? Yeah, I think it was Keswick, right? Isn't that I think it might have been the tower. Either it was one of those smaller venues. Yeah, and I know it sold out so quick. <clears throat> I mean, they even added a second show, but it was just, you know, sold out it, so fast. I, I I saw a video today of uh, Pearl Jam's 20th anniversary concert they did, mm-hmm. and like they brought out Chris Cornell. Yeah, I can only imagine what Eddie's going through. That oh, suck, you know, and like well, the internet like coming. Like the, the, the this tasteful thing of people being like protect Eddie better he's the Betty White of of uh, you know grunge now yeah. like there's a, there's a still you know what I mean like yes a lot of the people that influenced us are dead now but mm-hmm. like come on you know what I mean like yeah have some dignity for Christ's sake yeah. you know what I mean yeah I mean it's and it's tragic the way that you know it's kind of unfolded too I mean you have um, really the first one you know was. Uh, I'm trying to remember the timeline now. If Shannon Hoon, I think Shannon Hoon passed away after Kurt did, though, right? I think it was like so. mid '90s. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you had Kurt Cobain suicide. Shannon Hoon was an overdose. The lead singer of Sublime. Um, uh, heroin overdose. Mm-hmm. Um, Lane. You got Lane Staley. Drug they didn't find his body. I didn't. It was a week. That. It yeah. was a week before they found his body. Terrible. So yeah. I heard his mom went in there, and his mom thought it was one of his art projects <laughs> because his body was so. Like you know, yeah, you know, but um, and then Scott Wyland just yeah. recently over the past, what was it two years ago? Scott, I'm still fucking pissed about Scott. You know, like mm-hmm. should have got it together, man. Yeah, you know? and like the news, also too, when that came out, the news media portrayed it like, well, it happened. You know, we knew it was going to happen. Like that, what kind of shitty thing is right. that to say? You right, know like is anybody like, surprised? It's like saying thing. like, oh, I see the train coming and there's somebody on the tracks, but yeah. I'm not going to do anything about it. And yeah. like in today's society, I think a lot of people are just that way. And my son recently has turned into a Stunt Double Pilots fan, so we've been <laughs> watching lots of uh, STP, and it's just, you know, like it, it's hard to watch this kind of stuff because it's like, I mean. I mean, my, my parents' generation, I mean, like, yeah, Jim Morrison died in the bathtub. Jimmy John Hendrix, Lennon, you know, like, the same John type Paul. of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, it's just it's just weird that it happened to our generation, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we we had the same repercussions. Like, such a cultural movement 
and then the aftershock afterwards of like losing them and then how you deal with it in your adult life, you know? Like we're both almost 40 years old and like it's just like, I don't know, Chris Cornell's like suicide is like almost like a, you know, it, 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 I, I don't know how to, I still don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, well, I mean, with the whole Scott Weiland thing, like, you know, it's a, sh- a shitty way that people, the media kind of said, yeah, like, you're not surprised. But, you know, with, he was he was another example, really, uh, very similar to Chris, that he was in recovery at different points of uh, his career. And, uh, you know, he had clean times and, and dirty times. And, uh, you know, with a lot of, a lot of uh, addicts in recovery, like, if they suffer a relapse is typically when they're going to uh, overdose and, and die. You know, yeah. unfortunately is that, you know, there's this, there's this idea that you can, you know, if you're going to go back to, to getting high again, that you can go back to exactly the same amount and same yeah. you know, style that you did it prior to, you know, getting that stuff flushed out of your system. And that's, you know, when most people pass away because they go back and they, they don't they know. Do an overdo- you know, and they, and they overdose and it's, it's just really sad. Um, you know, to have read that and when that when that happened too. That was a huge Sun Pilots fan. I mean I still am. Mm-hmm. You know, uh but um you know, you're right, it's just it's sad to think that, you know, our generation is going through the same kind of thing with uh all these, you know, rock legends that are uh that are passing away too and you know, um It is weird. I didn't even really think of that until we just started recording this podcast. I mean like I yeah. thought about like the repercussions of our generation having to go through this but it's almost running parallel like mm-hmm. with what the previous one did before yeah i mean you imagine what it was like losing john lennon like the way that that happened like no he, he you know? died the year i was born uh 80 or yeah 80. yeah same same here at yeah. december 7th right 1980 i think it was mm-hmm. yep uh i mean no actually i was yeah i was born yeah i forgot <laughs> um yeah it's just difficult and it's sad tyler's joined us here at the table I wonder what his generation will, will look like, like a, a bunch of like, musicians in 15 years from now that influence him as a teenager. I know you got a shit in your pants. I can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, it, it, it's just, it's tough to deal with, but at the same time, I, I feel as if people should talk about it and they shouldn't, you know, bury their feelings and just, you know creep on the internet and like post things that you know what i mean they don't necessarily understand you know no if anything this is this is actually one of the good things i like about um the social media is that we can actually share share these yeah, things that yeah. we find uh when out it's there positive. Other, yeah exactly yeah. like i'd like to be able to uh like I, I stumbled across a rendition that uh chris did of uh a day in the life a beatles cover and it yeah, was an amazing, amazing rendition that he did you know, um, and that was one of the things that they, you know, they were kind of known for too. Not just him and him specifically, but just whatever band he was playing with at the time too. Like, I remember seeing Audio Slave years ago, and Jack White had just been in like a really bad car accident. Yeah, uh, yeah I remember. And Audio and Audio Slave did a cover of uh, Seven Nation Army, and it was just phenomenal. <gasps> I, I checked that out. I forgot yeah, about it. It was just phenomenal, and and he that was just surgery on his hand or right. something. Yeah, he was dating. Uh, Renee Zellweger, I think, at the time. I don't. I, you know, I, more I saw details Chris about Cornell do a redemption song on Jimmy Fallon last night on YouTube. I was watching. It. I was like, uh-huh. "Wow, this is great." Yeah. But, but yeah, that is true. That social media can be a positive thing for people to grieve and like be able to see people's different perspectives from like you know, different you know areas and stuff like that, different states. But um, yeah, we can kind of share those things with each other. Where there was a time when you know. You would just, we would just be. I'm like. I remember when Kirk died. I remember yeah. just sitting in my cousin's basement, watching the uh, unplugged over and over again. Yeah. It played that entire weekend on MTV. All weekend. You know. Long. I mean, 
MTV's completely different animal than it was when we were kids, but yep. you know, then they actually still played music videos, and you know, Kurt Loder was still on the air, doing, yeah, I miss the, him. doing the news, God, I miss and, him. you know, it was just constant updates about uh, what had happened prior to, and the whole uh, unraveling of of um, that chain of events. That was there for us. Yeah, I remember listening to WDRE and <coughs> watching MTV, and I remember Kurt Loder just being like, I'd never seen him like that before. Yeah, you know, like he was just like he was. He wasn't when he came on the news to report it. It was just like his voice like trembled like a little bit, you know. But yeah, yeah, it's it sucks. I mean, you know, and like last last year was a huge year too. You know, we lost you know David Bowie, Prince. You yeah. know, like just so many great artists have passed away in the past few years. It's Gene just, Wilder, Robin Williams. You know, yeah. like yeah, and it's 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 kind of interesting you mentioned uh, Robin Williams too. Like it's just case in point. You never know what's going on with somebody. You like, never know what's going on. You know, uh, I think it came out later after the fact that he did have a, um, a disease that he was suffering with, um, other than you know mental illness. But yeah. that, I guess it was a way for people to explain the fact that, that you know, he did he it. took his own life because of this. See, I just I I don't but, I never you could say that, but like you know, it, it, I think that it stems from a long you know what I mean. It wasn't just something that somebody thinks about. Oh, you no. know what I mean? Like it's always been inside them. You know, it's oh, almost absolutely. like a like a part of your DNA. You know well, he, is I mean? a, like, he was a comedian, and comedians, in uh, large part, are very disturbed depressed. individuals. Yeah. yeah, Jim Carrey, massive depressing guy. Uh-huh. Uh, I just saw him the other night. He grew out this huge beard, man. He looked crazy, and like, yeah. he's had a, a you know a lot of sadness, you know, uh-huh. in his life. Uh, his girlfriend passed away. I mean, I love Jim. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it's Chris tough. Farley was another one. Yeah, Chris we Farley. don't talk about her enough. But he we was don't in, talk. I watched that. Did you see, uh, I am Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. There's a doc on Spike TV. Nah. You, you can download it. Um, just a great guy, man. 34 yeah. years old. You know what I mean? Like, but it, it sucked because like he was like when he showed up, everyone expected him to be that way. Oh, everyone yeah. expected him to be you know the life of the party and yeah. like how do you turn it off? You yeah. know what I mean? Like how yeah. do I you know stop? You know. But, well, case um, in point, he was you know similar to, to Chris. He was one of those guys that was in recovery, out of recovery, mm-hmm. and you know just you know disturbed guy who just wanted to make other people laugh. Yeah, that's it's, it's a shame. Just a tragedy, but you know, and these are the uh, it's 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 kind of oh god, it's almost depressing talking about. It, but these are like the uh, the icons that we had of our generation. You know, but you know we still have Eddie Vedder. You know, we still have mm-hmm. a, a lot of great talent. Uh, that's still around. And there's new uh, talent, you know. There'll be new generations, you know. It just, I, I, I think that when Chris Cornell passed away, that was like the first time I really, I mean, not the first because it's happened numerous times in my 30s, but I really felt like it was like, this is a new chat. Like I've officially gotten to the point of being the old guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's hard for kids to understand. You know what I mean? Like if they're like you know, 10 years old or something like that. And, like, you know, they're icons, you know, like, they can't even imagine. I mean, but then at the same time, they're dealing with shit that we never had to deal with. I mean, like, right. Chris Cornell passes away, but Ariana Grande has a terrorist bomb. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just sucks. Yeah. Like, I just... Well, the ma- the amount of, like, school shootings and stuff, too, that yeah. are, have have multiplied since, you know, we've been out of school. It's, it's, yeah, yeah it's I mean, what, 1999 too. was the first Columbine, right? Yeah. Uh, that, in general, I just, I mean, like, how... I, the kids are angry, you know. Like if kids are angry, and they're not being able to channel their anger in the correct way. Like, ah, it just sucks, man. I mean, apparently, I think a couple years ago, at Plymouth White Marsh High School, there was a plot that was foiled, 
And I had heard um, from like a third party that the kid who was charged with it wasn't even planning on doing that. He just had weapons and stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? But like he was also like kind of like a freak and like. I think that's something that, like, you know, like, I, I hate when people get bullied just because they're different. I mean, like, I stand up for people in, like, the department store or something like that. If I hear a cashier being rude to somebody, yeah. or if you know what I mean? Like, talk to them the way you talk to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that is probably something that bothers me more than anything is when people are disrespected, you know, and, like... Oh, case in point. I don't know if you saw just recently, there was um, a guy named Barry, Barry Baker, I think his name is, in, uh, in Chester County. Piece of uh, shit. Fucking... Sucker punched a guy with cerebral palsy at outside of a 7-Eleven for no reason. It's, it's Asshole. You know? Um, but yeah, I mean, go, going back to, again, like the social media, like there was a time when we were kids where, you you know, you had a bully. Look, look, we've I know you've been bullied. I've been bullied. Yeah. You know, when, mm-hmm. um, we went to the same school, so we both had those experiences, but, you know, you'd leave school and you would go home and it would be done until mm-hmm. the next day, and then the weekend would come and you'd have a reprieve from it, but now it's like... Every With day. social media, it's it's you can't get away from it. It's mm-hmm. in your face all the time, you know. Yeah. And you're getting you know bullied. Yeah, it's just also no a kid committed suicide. Was eight years old. What? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, a kid who was getting bullied at school who was eight years old committed suicide. It's crazy. Like how is that? Like you know that it shouldn't exist. You know, and like it's just you know in general though like mental health should be there. There should be more discussions for mental health and should be taken into consideration more and. You know, I don't think that you need you should have health insurance if you you're having a, like you know an issue. You know what I mean? Like somebody should be able to talk to you. You know what I mean? Like insurance and stuff like that, and like the way people deal with things. Like I just I, I hope that that gets fixed one day. No, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but <laughs> no, come here. Thank you, bud. Well, case in point, I think I mentioned it last uh, cast too. The, hey. the the future the future is Tyler, and Tyler we trust. So Tyler we trust. You know, uh, this is how we combat. This, this you is know the you negativity know. is to raise is raise our kids right, and it's all you can do, and yeah. teach them to be compassionate for others. He'll definitely have empathy. Um, I guess we'll we'll wrap things up. Uh, we'll take a listen to uh, a song by Chris Cornell. This is uh, Seasons on the Bobcast.
sun. 